Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 288. Today is Monday, August 21st, 2023. Uh, Want to point out something right away. Forgive my face, which may sound weird, but I had um, not one root canal but two root canals this morning so i'm in uh, a little bit of discomfort a little bit meaning a lot uh but um so this is me flaring my nostrils so this quadrant right here is uh i can't move it (laughs) so and then my face my mouth can't fully open all the way it's like this whole side gets kind of droopy um so i'm i'm on the mend but pray for me um, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was a long procedure. I had my mouth open for like over two hours. Um, and so it, it was very uncomfortable as you would imagine. Um, so yeah, pray for me, pray for recovery. Um, I receive it. Um, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I did a friend of mine came, he's originally from here, but he lives in Virginia now. So we got to hang out with him. Um, as many of you also know, I've been working on a stop motion animation movie which has been a lot of fun but also very trying because uh, for those who don't know quick little film lesson uh, typically movies are shot 24 frames per second so there's 24 pictures they're played 24 of them in a second and that um, they're played in rapid succession so it creates movement and so you have to synthesize that when you do stop motion animation by taking a picture, moving the figure, taking a picture, moving the figure. And uh, I worked eight hours on one shot. Actually, it was probably more than that. Uh, And uh, kept bumping things towards the end because I was very tired and it was like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, And that really tries your patience (laughs) when you like you've gone, you've invested that much time and you actually bump something and you have to like adjust it. Uh, So, uh, but it's coming along. I'm very excited. It's a lot of fun. So um those of you who are following me on the journey thank you for your enthusiasm that definitely keeps me going um so also on friday we said that there weren't going to be any podcasts uh the the audio version of this uploaded this week um because mariah is on vacation that is partially true um she's going to be here today and tomorrow so uh today's episode and tomorrow's episode will be uploaded onto the podcast platforms which are spotify apple podcast google podcast and beyond but then wednesdays through fridays will not be uploaded until mariah gets back and we want her to kick back she's also uh, works for a christian radio station so she's always going to concerts and interviewing people and all that so it might be one of those things but it's always fun uh for her so um and we love her and we like to give her the freedom she always makes it sound so good though every single time i listen to an audio podcast like one of the podcasts like that's her voice at the beginning and end and the little ads in between i'm like man she's got a great voice so she always makes it sound so good um all right Uh, i think that's everything Uh, we're gonna jump in because we got a great great topic today you guys we're gonna be talking about spiritual cleansing you know we've been hitting the topic of trauma healing deliverance um, we even talked a bit about spiritual warfare on friday with julie lopez we're gonna be talking on a nice mixture of all those things um, and, um, you know, this guest today, you guys love her so much. We do too. She's a minister. She's an author. She's a filmmaker. 
uh, among many, many other things. She's a bit of a renaissance woman, I like to say. So let's give it up for our guest today, Rebecca Friedlander. Rebecca! Uh, always a joy to be with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome back. You're in Alaska right now. I am, and it is beautiful weather today. So it has been, yeah, a great adventure. It's is, awesome. Is here. it like chilly, like chilly, sunny? Is it like, like what's what temperatures outside? Mm, I'm guessing probably about 65. Okay, but sunny? Yes. Oh, see, that's yeah. awesome. Not a cloud in the sky, and that's good. Yeah because it's been raining for like two weeks so. oh yeah 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 it sounds like alaska yeah uh yeah i love i actually love like chilly sunny weather so like fall here in oregon is definitely like that it's like chilly sunny like it's like it's like sunny enough that you you could wear a light jacket or no jacket um and it's just great i love it can't wait i love the fall yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about spiritual cleansing. You actually just released a book, which is called taking the gate, um, which is available now, which we've put a link in the description if people want to get that, but we're going to be talking about a lot of the themes and topics that are in that book. Correct. That's right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to give it over to you and I'm gonna let you dive lead us in diving headfirst into this. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, so this is one of my favorite topics. And I've been leading people through spiritual cleanses for many years now, probably 10 to 12 years, possibly more like 15. I need to sit down and figure it out. And the reason why I love doing it is because the Holy Spirit shows up so strong every single time. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear from Holy Spirit, do a spiritual cleanse. <laughs> and I don't mean that in any kind of trite way, but there is something that the Lord loves. It is so, uh, it pulls on his heart when you lean into the process and really want to cultivate a clean heart before him and not even so much coming to him with you're like, okay, God, I've messed up here and there, but actually going a little bit deeper and dealing with some of the roots of the issues that mm -hmm. every single one of us have. We've all been born carrying a bit of baggage. And when we do those things and kind of tackle it in a biblical way, all of a sudden we start hearing Jesus clearer. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've sat with in this process. And they look at me and say, the Lord just spoke to me and said, thank you for doing this. Hmm. Thank you for taking the time to go deep and do a spiritual cleanse. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this topic. Awesome. So taking the gate, uh, what is that in reference to? Yeah. So the cover of the book is a picture that I created. Um, and the backdrop is a, a doorway and an opening that I took in Jerusalem. And so that's the picture. And then it's got yeah. a warrior bride on the front. We should show the cover. Yeah. But we could talk about Alaska too. That yeah. was me exploring right there. That oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. so uh, so that's the cover of the book, and and I call it taking the gaze. You can see there's the bride. She's got her armor on. She's got a big old claymore sword in her hand, and she's holding keys and standing in a doorway. And I think all of us would love to be in kind of have that persona as a warrior who is in charge, who is in authority, who's saying here and no further. Um, when it comes to speaking to the darkness and openings in our life, but to be honest, we're not born that way. We have right. to learn the tools in order to get to that place of authority. And thankfully, all of those tools are in scripture. Jesus gives us that authority. So all we have to do is just embrace that learning curve, 
and um, go after that place. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. So we'll hit the Alaska stuff at the end because I totally forgot about it. I apologize. We'll we'll hit it at the end. So, all right. So let's jump into this. Like what, what is involved in, in a spiritual cleanse? Like, how would you explain that to, to someone, I guess, in a little bit further detail? Yeah. So I'll give you the simple answer first, just like um, you sometimes maybe would do a physical cleanse to clean the toxins out of your system every once mm-hmm. in a while. Um, it's the same way with our spirit man. We need to go in and do a spiritual cleanse every once in a while. It just makes everything work so much better. So that's the quick mm-hmm. answer. The longer mm-hmm. answer is a bit more theological. I, I describe our whole being, you know, Paul says we're like the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. So I describe our being to a house that's body, soul, and spirit. And the body is kind of like the structure. It's the bare bones of the house. It's going to be your walls and your foundations, all the stuff you can see when you look at a building. And your soul is your emotions. It's your mind. It's your will. It's sort of like the interior design. It's your personality that makes your house unique. But then all of that's great, uh, but you still need somebody living inside. And that would be your spirit man. That would be the part of you that resonates with being born again the most. That's going to be the part of you that's seated with Christ in heavenly places, that that died to the flesh and has risen in Christ. Our spirit is already one with Christ. And so if you think of your, your whole being like a house, and the house has doors and windows and different openings, there are things that happen in our life to us or because of our free will that we open up doors and windows to things that are not God. Mm. So when we um, open up those things, it can cause the doors to be opened to spiritual oppression. Uh, Demonic uh, stuff can rest on us or come in us. Uh, What happens is that sometimes Jesus needs to come in and do a house cleaning. You know, when we get saved, it's like giving Jesus the keys to our house. You know, it's like, Jesus, this house belongs to you. I I Mm. want to use for your glory. And then sometimes he's like, Okay, let's clean out that closet that you've been ignoring a little bit. Let's make sure to just do a little bit of a deep clean. Mm. And that's what spiritual cleanse is. So we we talk about five or six different areas um, that are real major ones. It's a good place to start. I think every Christian needs to do this. I um, have been trained by um, several different deliverance ministers over the years. And uh, every one of them, they challenged me (laughs) to do a spiritual cleanse, even when I thought I didn't need it, you know, and I was like, "Ah, I don't need all that, you know. But when I finally sat down and did the work for a couple of hours, I felt lighter afterwards. Mm. I hear from Jesus clearer. And I've had a number of people who've gotten physically healed after doing a spiritual cleanse. And so we just address each one of these areas scripturally, close the door, kick out the enemy and welcome the Holy Spirit. In those awesome. Places. All right. So would you mind going into those five areas? I would love, I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. yeah. So the first one is generational curses. Okay. So, um, like in, in my story, if I look back through the parents that I'm aware of, um, so for instance, I have a grandfather who committed suicide um, before I was ever born, you know, and that was a type of sin that could actually release and open the door for a spirit of depression and death to actually come in to the family line. Um, I have other members in my direct, you know, descendants, I can look back and go, wow, there was a love of money or a lust, or there's a number of different things that you can look at back in your generational line that you can actually see kind of go down from family member to family member. And even sometimes when we say, no, I'm not going to do that. 
if there's a spiritual oppression or a curse attached to that, it actually can skip one generation and go to the grandchildren. Mm -hmm. If that spiritual inheritance or that root is not broken in the name of Jesus. And so, so generational curse is so the first one. So specifically with that, what you're saying, I just want to make sure I'm understanding it in the, the audiences as well. So what you're saying is you could, you, if, you could not necessarily deal with it, but just repel it. And it might bounce off of you onto the, the, you know, the next generation behind you or two generations behind you, however long it takes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it's interesting. Root, it takes more than just good character to break it. Let me back okay. this up with scripture. So we know Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, they sinned in the garden, broke the command of God. And it didn't just affect them. It affected their children and their descendants up until Jesus, where we have authority over the curse. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you also have King David and he sinned with Bathsheba and God said it was not going to just affect him. It was going to affect his whole family. And so when there's a generational door that's open within a family, you have to come in, do some repentance, do some cleansing. And there's some specific de uh, de decrees and prayers that you can use um, to break those things and break off the sins of inheritance. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I want to make sure because um, you kind of talk about how to how to take a personal spiritual cleanse. And I guess this is that process, right? These five kind of major areas. Right. Yeah. And so basically what we do, we do a little bit of preliminary teaching. There's some prayers that we pray specifically. I am not one of those deliverance ministers that is loud and noisy. I believe that you can take authority of the enemy and command him to be quiet in Jesus name mm -hmm. and to go quietly. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's some prayers that we do that we just kind of set up um, the atmosphere, you know, for this kind of thing. And you can do it yourself. Um, I've done it with myself, uh, but you can also do it in group. I think we're going to talk more about that in a minute. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so there's generational curses. There's also witchcraft. Um, there's yeah. things like um, uh, the Mason organization that will put curses on anyone's descendants who leave the Masons. And those curses kick into gear when you, a person gives their life to Christ. You know, we are spiritual beings, you know, and we don't want to focus so much on the darkness that we don't focus on Jesus. But at the same time, we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices either. You know, yeah. so and I have, I have a question in regards to curses, because obviously a generational curses and then it's witchcraft um, as another one. It, 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 you know, say you struggle with uh, love of money, for example. Could it be any one of these topics? It's not like, oh, well, if it's love of money, it's witchcraft. If it's this, it's generational curses. It's It could be any one of those things, but you're kind of going through and check, checking off these different categories to just identify, hey, it usually would fall under any one of these categories. Is it kind of like that sort of a thing? Yeah. So we make it super simple for people. So with each category, there's a little bit of an explanation. Yeah. There's a whole list of things that you can look through and help with the identification awesome. process. So for instance, in witchcraft, we list, you know, um, tarot cards, Ouija board, as well as some of the deeper occult practices. Um, and I know there's, there's some of them are a little bit, um, you know, gray areas that people might be like, oh, is that witchcraft or not? You know, we just encourage people to go seek the Holy Spirit about it because sometimes it can open up a door mm. and you just want to make sure um, that you're cleansed and don't have anything uh, unintentionally hanging around. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've got generational curses, witchcraft. Does the Mason fall under witchcraft as well? Is that, would you classify them? Yeah. So that we would classify that under occult practices, which okay. comes under the, the witchcraft as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then what's number three? 
Yeah. So, so number th there's, there's several of them that can get kind of personal. And this particular one has to do with sexual sin outside of marriage. Okay. Because what happens with sexual sin when God, well, let me say it this way. When you have sex with under the covenant of marriage, the New Testament says that he sanctifies the marriage covenant. So he makes it holy. Mm -hmm. He covers and protects those two people within it and blesses it. But if you're outside of his will and you've been sleeping with people, there is no protection. There is no godly covering. And so any demons that you have go straight into them and any demons they have have total access to you when you're sleeping with somebody outside of marriage. And so that's why one reason why God warns us against fornication is because this is not just a physical or emotional connection we're creating. This is also a spiritual connection. And so one thing that you can do if you've had some things like that in your past and you've maybe asked the Lord for forgiveness, but maybe you haven't actually gone in there and closed those spiritual doors and commanded any demonic spirits or oppression to leave in Jesus name. And we teach you how to do that. Mm. Very good. Very good. You know, it's interesting that you were mentioning that about the transference of, you know, demonic forces that are maybe oppressing one individual transferring over to someone else um, outside of the covenant of marriage is um, I know that specifically within like the Gen Z generation, sexual promiscuity is pretty prevalent. And mm -hmm. you're also seeing a lot of depravity as a mental depravity as well. And it makes me wonder if I mean, a lot, it puts it in perspective that I actually do think that that is a big ingredient as to why we're seeing this. There's other things too, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And even mentally, you know, it can, there are so many mental health reasons um, to embrace abstinence outside of marriage. You know, mm -hmm. God put it in there for our emotional and spiritual health, as well as, as well as our physical health. Like there's reasons and rewards mm -hmm. for following the commandments of God because they just work. Okay, so uh, what is the fourth category, Rebecca? Yeah, so um, I'm going to skip around just a little bit and go to this next one because this is a huge one. And actually, I've been walking through this just this past week again. Um, and that's the area of forgiveness. Mm. You know, Jesus says that in one of his parables, he talked about the man who did not forgive, who was being turned over to the tormentors until he could make retribution. And there's something that God wants to free us from when we, when we're going through a difficult place um, with challenges with other people that cause us to really feel brought down. And he gives us forgiveness as an option for health, but we have to embrace it. And one of the things that happens when we don't forgive is that we slip into bitterness and bitterness is like an open wound that the enemy gravitates toward. Um, in fact, I, I sent you guys a little bit of a, a film trailer for a fantasy film I produced um, about spiritual warfare. And there's a line in that film. I want to encourage all of you guys to watch. It. If you get the book, there's a link in the book to the film so you can see it online. Um, but there's a, a line in the film um, where oh, the scene is there's these two warriors in full armor walking along. And one of them is limping and there's blood dripping on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you can see in the distance our, our dark warriors, our, our demon characters, you know, lurking and trying to get close to him because they're drawn to the smell of the open wound, you know, in the festering wound. And this bigger warrior turns to the younger one, helps bind up his wound and says, never leave an open wound. Hmm. And so there's something I believe that, that you know, the enemy is drawn 
to our, our, our pain like flies to an open wound. And forgiveness is a huge key for our mental and emotional health that we have to keep going back to and embracing and allowing Holy Spirit to heal our hearts, turning to the Lord for real success with our souls. And part of that is forgiveness. And so mm. that's something that we talk about in the book. And we really give people keys to help them emotionally get to that point because forgiveness can be a tough one. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, it can, Rebecca. Because <laughs> yeah. it always depends on you. It's not like... It, it's something that God will prompt you to do, even if the other party, maybe they were the offender. Um, the, it, it, it's completely removed from that. It's if, if the Lord puts it on your heart to forgive someone, there's no, okay, well, now I need to sit here and I need to wait for them to apologize for me. Like It's not dependent upon, hey, Rebecca, I've wronged you. I'm sorry, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's what, that's what can make it, that's one of the ways that can make it so difficult to, to go through a season of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And honestly, doing a spiritual cleanse was what prepared me uh, for restoration with my dad. Wow. Uh, back in the day, because realizing that I had to forgive, I was going to follow Jesus. This is part of my act of worship. <laughs> is to choose to forgive because I've been forgiven. You know, yeah. it's one way that we live out the momentum of the cross. Yeah. Stand grace, like living and breathing grace. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when my dad came to me after not seeing him for a long amount of time, uh, I hadn't seen him for eight years in, and I mean, several years before that, only just a couple of times he'd been arrested for child abuse when I was a kid. Like it was not a good situation, but God yeah. worked in his heart. And he was like the prodigal, the prodigal who came back and we had a moment. I'm, I'm flying through this story, but we had a moment where he came yeah. to me and he said, will you forgive me? I just want to clear the air. And because I had done the hard work um, of doing forgiveness as part of my active grace, part of my worship, I was able to turn to him and say, dad, I already have forgiven you. And that opened up a huge door of restoration. And I got to walk with him for the last 12 years of his life. Man. Um, and that's, that's why I have a cabin in Texas today is because he yeah. left me. That's so, right. Yeah. You know, that's right. Whole, but yeah, so it really does go back to spiritual claims, but you know, we don't, tr I try not to like throw these principles at people and just say, well, do this. Like you have to somehow eat this, like choke it down. It's like, let me give it to you in bite-sized pieces and give you some real, like talk you through the process. Mm -hmm. and so, which I try to really tackle that in this book. So that, yeah, it's, so it's not devoid of compassion, you know? Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. Like there's some really cool ways that you can walk through the forgiveness process and come out feeling good, you know, mm. like, like, cause I really believe forgiveness and healing are two different things, but they walk hand in hand. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've heard so many healing ministers say if their unforgiveness can be a major and, it, and it's almost a hundred percent thing, like a major prohibitor to a physical healing is yeah. a lack of forgiveness, you know? So, um, yeah. Jillian, always asks the great the greatest questions in the chat she said does being unforgiving towards yourself attract different yucky stuff why or why not rebecca yeah i i think as long as we we'll always have a tendency to turn inward 
-hmm. instead of turn toward the cross. So whether it has to do with somebody else or whether it has to do with us, you know, it, we're all humans and we all need grace. So I think it, it qualifies, you know, um, we're, we're all so needy <laughs> of the Lord. Yeah, like, yeah. We never stop needing him. We just yeah. don't. And, and anytime we get our focus on ourselves and we start, you know, looking at, at our past or our difficulties. Um, yeah, there's been times where I've led people through this cleanse and we take a moment in this process and just go, you know, one of the people that you might put on your list of those to forgive is yourself. And, uh, thankfully the cross is, is for everyone. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Um, okay. And there's one more category of these five categories. Yeah. So that would be, uh, drug and alcohol abuse. And also there are some, uh, self image, um, really more of a, a mental and emotional um, awareness of these things, things like um, anorexia, bulimia, and cutting, as well as um, drug and alcohol abuse. Those are all things that we can do physically mm. to our bodies, um, and they open up the door for demonic oppression. And so we don't always solve those. It's not like a quick fix with the spiritual cleanse, but we can deal with the root and really tackle uh, closing any spiritual doors. And let me just say, some of you guys are maybe so familiar with like a sozo. This is not sozo, okay? Like this is specifically looking at the spirit realm, closing those doors strategically, making sure any doors in our life are shut to the enemy and we've gotten spiritually clean from those things. So there's a lot of emotional healing that can happen within that, but we're really targeting our spirit man rather than, you know, our heart or our soul. Mm. So uh, for those who are unfamiliar with what in the world a Sozo is, because there's a, a wide range of people that watch and listen to this, what right. if you could classify what a Sozo is versus versus this, obviously you just kind of explain what this is, but what's what, what are the major differences? Yeah, so Sozo can do uh, heals targets specific places of spiritual and emotional trauma, and there are so many ways that you can do it. And so I'm not going to try to just classify it all because somebody's going to pop you up here and say, "Well, what about this?" Well, you know, actually, there's yeah. lots of different ways that uh -huh. you can do it, but it really is about meeting Jesus in particular specific places of pain, and this one is specifically targeting open doors to the enemy that we close, that we seal, and we command the enemy to leave. So it's literally breaking demonic strongholds rather than leaning into the emotional healing part, um, which is also good, but you got, you got to do both. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, um, you had mentioned kind of going through this, um, you know, this is something that I, if I'm not, if I'm understanding correctly, this is something that you do even intermittently just covering bases. So why would that be? I mean, obviously like you could be like, okay, well, I'm really, God is really hitting on forgiveness for me. And maybe there, I would imagine there'd be one of these categories that'll really be highlighted, but could it also be all of a sudden, whoa, for some reason, God is really highlighting witchcraft and the occult. And I've gone through this, you know, and, and, um, it, it, can that be the case is that, you know, maybe, maybe someone saw you and didn't like you and they dabble in this and they started speaking stuff. I don't know. I mean, I would love to hear yeah. your thoughts on this whole thing. Yeah. So a couple things, if I can answer that in two ways, the first one is sometimes we go through different layers, um, that God brings us through at different seasons and mm -hmm. it's part of the health and wholeness journey. Mm -hmm. So for instance, just as a, 
as a story, when I was nine years old, I was in a car accident. I was thrown from the car. I had glass all over my face and I had to have plastic surgery. So they removed the glass from my face, but I had a little piece of glass that was still under my skin. So they went in and, uh, well, actually they left it. I think they missed it. And so for me, for a while, it was kind of like bragging rights. I was like, yeah, you know, you're in junior high or whatever. Uh -huh. like, oh, glass under my skin. Like everybody's like, oh, you know. Yeah. And as I was growing, it started to be painful. So they had to go in and take it out. And then a few years later, I started having um, some pain in my eyeball. And I mean, this was years later, probably seven years after the six or seven years after the car accident, wow. I went into the eye doctor and they found that there was a tiny shard of glass that had been embedded inside my eyeball. And it was only now because my eye was growing that it had been pushed to the surface. Wow. And I feel like this is exactly what happens in our healing process. There are times where God heals us, but then we grow and it mm. pushes things to the surface. That's so, so good. It doesn't mean yeah. that you're, you're it's you're not doing something wrong. If you go through forgiveness or you go through a spiritual cleanse and the Lord brings something up and highlights it again, it just means that you're growing. And this is a healthy part of the process because he knows you're able to handle the next piece of it. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly, you know, we've some of us have shrapnel in our soul and Holy Spirit knows just how to deal with those things at the right mm -hmm. time. So embracing yeah. these tools, it's not like a one-time fixes everything. We're always going to be, uh, I mean, that's part of the Christian journey, right? We're always getting uh, more full of Holy Spirit, more healed, more cleansed, more closer to Him. Uh, but these are some really good tools that people can use to start. Mm, that's that's a great analogy, though, uh, because there's a lot of people that say, deliverance go comes in layers. And obviously, you can, if you're demonized, that's like a big, you know, when we think of deliverance, we think of like, you know, something like real extreme like that and manifesting and all of that. Um, but it happens in a lot of different ways. And it's a very, as I've learned more about it um, over the years, it is a very nuanced thing. And it's exactly like you were talking about where it's, I think that's such a good analogy of like, as your body grew suddenly these things that weren't a problem before and the major issues of like the big chunks of glass in your face were addressed. But as your body grew, those smaller little things that were still stuck, those barbs, if you will, began to, uh, the pain began to uh, rise to the surface and in the irritant. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. James in the comments said, Rebecca, according to you, what is the greatest hindrance to generational deliverance? Is it pride slash narcissism or is it a cult slash demonic? And maybe it could be more. So speak to that. Yeah, so generational is more because you're coming out of agreement of what other people have done. Um, there's not a whole lot that that can it usually happens pretty quickly. Um, because it, it's, you're, you're coming out of agreement, but you're usually pretty upset with that behavior every, anyway, you know, it doesn't really cause, um, you to have to surrender very much, you know, but when it comes to some of our, um, our own things that we've done to open up doors, I think that probably takes a little more humility, you know, I mean, it shouldn't because we're coming to the cross as fallen people and we're just taking advantage of what the cross has to offer but that takes humility, right? And so, so yeah, I think the more we can embrace the process um, with, with going, God, I know that 
your love is not affected when I show you these areas that I've messed up and mm -hmm. I just want to get this done and get this cleaned and move on. Um, I was a potter for many years and I would work on the clay on the wheel and talk about how we're like the clay and God's the potter and um, go to travel in churches and things like that. And, and, and I would talk about how the pockets in the clay could cause it to blow up if there were little air pockets inside. And so you have to work them out. And it's like areas where scripture says, you know, if we're the clay, we have areas that we're puffed up, you know, mm -hmm. those little pride places inside of us that God has to work on as he's molding and shaping us. But as the potter, I don't sit there and go, oh, you wicked clay. How dare you have air pockets? It's more like, okay, I'm going to, I see that there's a need here that needs to be addressed, but we're going to like work on it and move on because I want to make something beautiful here. And you think that's what God, his perspective toward us, you know, he's mm. the potter and he just says, Hey, I've got something beautiful to do in your life. Can we work on these air pockets and keep yeah. moving? And if we, yeah. if we catch that mentality that it's really not about God coming and trying to condemn us for all of these sins, it's really that he's fighting on our behalf and he wants us mm. to be free because he's got these amazing plans for us. Mm. And the more we embrace those process of that process of cleansing and healing, the more we get there quicker. So, um, man, I have like a couple of things in my mind, so hopefully all these will come out right. But um, maybe specifically in regards to, um, let's say someone struggles with anxiety. They've gone to like multiple deliverance sessions um, and let's say they're not, and, and they came with, with an honest heart before the Lord, confessed everything they were supposed to confess or maybe forgave or Announced, whatever it is, and yet they still find themselves bound up in anxiety, uh, depression. Um, is I, I would just love to hear your thoughts on on that. Is, is it? I mean, maybe it's more complicated than just you know. May, maybe they do need to just do this spiritual cleanse. I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts on that specific thing. Cause I'm sure, you know, you walked a lot of people through healing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure you have heard something very similar to that of like, I don't know. I just like, I keep kind of, you know, I still feel anxious and I still, um, you know, I still have an inclination to depression every now and then. So I would love for to hear your thoughts on that whole, that whole thing. Yeah. So Jesus is the savior. Right. And and we all have different pieces of the journey that we can offer to come alongside each other and and to walk free. I'll, I'll give you a couple of things. Um, I have seen a lot of people see breakthrough with doing a spiritual cleanse. So I okay. highly recommend whether it's this one or another one that people you know pick up. There's a lot of good ones out there. I think every Christian needs to do one uh, because it really does bring some good healing and breakthrough. But I'll also say that sometimes people have done it on their own and they've had some breakthrough, but sometimes to be really honest, it will just kind of stir things up and you need to walk through it with somebody where you can be honest with them, which requires, you know, a bit of humility, right? Yeah. Um, there's like, you know, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. So there's that piece of it that mm -hmm. sometimes we need someone to come alongside us and do this 
with us. Um, and sometimes like when I do it within a couple myself, I'll walk people through it or I'll get somebody from my team to do it with me. Um, as we walk through so and we'll be listening to Holy Spirit the whole time we're walking somebody through this, which takes three or four hours. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will show us something that they would not have thought of themselves and just to give us a word of knowledge that that can kind of help the process as well. And mm. so sort of like a spiritual coach along the way. So sometimes doing it with somebody is, is really helpful. And of course, this doesn't mean that we don't need counseling. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, some people are going to need medication and some people are going to need different things. But what I found is that it really um, deals with the spirit realm and you can feel stuff shift when you're doing something like this. Yeah. And so it's, it's one of those ways that just kind of tells the enemy that you're that you mean business, you know. But everybody's process yeah. is going to be different. Yeah, I think that's really good because I do think that was important to point out because you know I think that there are people out there who want to do everything by themselves because vulnerability not fun sometimes. Uh, it means swallowing your pride and it means you know yeah being humble. Uh, you know, obviously before the Lord, but in with someone else um and and there's a a large degree of transparency that comes from something like that you know and um uh and so i'm glad that you pointed that out because for some people it is the missing ingredient is that they keep doing self-deliverance because they don't want to be vulnerable or they don't they maybe have maybe maybe that's unearthing even right now as i'm saying this trust issues trust in other people and God understands that a lot of that for people, they got burned in the past for trusting people. Um, but those people are not everyone, you know? And so um, I think that's something that God really wants to address yeah. uh, with someone with someone listening to this right now. So, yeah. um, and then in regards to, and maybe it's the exact same thing, um, same principle as, as what I, the last question I asked, but like there's people that I know where I can see infirmity, mm -hmm. I can see, but they're not in a place to have that conversation, man. Like, is it just praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation? Like Paul talks about in Ephesians or is it, is it, is there more to it than that? Yeah. So this, this cleanse works if you've given your life to Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people, Jesus protects what belongs to him. And so one of the very first prayers that we have people pray in the cleanse is just a, a fresh consecration to the Lord. Mm. Um, you know, if you talk to anybody who does spiritual warfare and deliverance, you, you'll know that the, the enemy will not leave unless he has to. And for that to happen, that person has to choose to be free. Yeah. This is something else that we show in the little film. There's a little scene where we have someone, it's all a little fantasy film. Like you just have mm -hmm. to see it, but we have somebody who's bound up and refuses to be free. And the warriors who were ready to set them free um, had to walk away because it was not ready. And there's times that, I mean, you cannot walk somebody through deliverance who is not ready to pick up their sword and fight. Right. And Jesus even said, when, a, when a, a demon leaves a man, he comes back 
and finds his house swept and clean. So he brings seven more and tries to come back. And the state of that man is worse than the first. Mm -hmm. So you can't necessarily, you can pray for somebody, but to really do deliverance, they have to be willing to surrender to the name of Jesus because it's the only way they're going to have the authority to kick that stuff out. So we can't, we, we can't purely move by compassion. We have to also move by wisdom yeah. and recognize, it, you know, you got to be willing to pick up your sword. It, it yeah. will battle. Yeah. And that man, in my youth, uh, Rebecca, uh, there's this whole like, well, well-meaning. And I think a lot of believers have to learn this lesson too, of like, here, let me, uh, let me force this to happen for you because I know it will help you. And it's just like, you overextend yourself. You also bring potentially more damage, uh, to, to that individual, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's, it can be really, really hard and heartbreaking, honestly, to, um, uh, to, to watch someone that you're like, you like that, that image of those two warriors ready to help this, this other warrior and they're bound up. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And they they don't want help. Um, you know, I'm walking through that with a friend of mine right now with addiction of just, um, yeah. he doesn't want help. He still wants his addiction, but he still wants us to coddle him, but you can't, we can't help him. Uh, all he wants is a bandaid, you know? And so that can be really heartbreaking to have to distance yourself, to have to walk away. Um, yeah. My heart really yeah. goes out to other people going through that. It's so true. And, you know, Jesus was the master at this. That's why we call him master, right? Because he mm -hmm. knew when to extend compassion and to walk with somebody. And he knew when to extend an invitation and walk away when they said no. I mean, there were people, I mean, read the Gospels. There are people that Jesus invited to follow him as his close disciples. And they said no. Yeah. And he never went after them. And then there were other people that were full of, you know, tons of, you know, sin and all this stuff that he would take the time to be with them and to love on them and to really reach out to them in ways that made people go, what the heck are you doing? Mm -hmm. So Jesus was the master of knowing when people were ready to receive. And um, sometimes we need to walk along people alongside of people, but just pray for them, you know, yeah. and be there for them and be that friend and pray that God will, you know, give them the heart that's ready for them to, to, to hold on to the truth and, and grab hold of that. You know, it's interesting because just to throw a little bit of a, a challenge into the conversation, but um, I had somebody close to me this last week pass away and they died and they were a very bitter person who I prayed for for years yeah. and did way more than I needed to, to help them for a long time until I felt really released that I wasn't supposed to help them. I just needed to back off and let God deal with them. But they did a very lonely death and, and we're, I'm still trying to unpack this going, yeah. It's hard. You know, that, that didn't need to happen, you know? And I know that, but the thing was like, they, they love Jesus, you know, like, but at the same time, they wouldn't pick up their sword. They mm -hmm. wouldn't take the time to walk through cleanse, to walk through healing, to deal with those things that, that left them in the state of bitterness that paralyzed them, you know, when they could have been free. So yeah, I'm pretty passionate about this topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that, like, I think my, my big hope and prayer from this is, 
that it it stokes a fire within people specifically in regards to generational things like we were talking earlier of not just like boonk, bo- bouncing something off of your off your shield but actually actively dealing with it which requires more effort it requires more discomfort um but we actually want to stop things from trickling down in our generations uh, yep. the generations following us and so I, my hope and my prayer is that this stokes a fire within people because this is something that um, I can speak for my wife. I can speak for my brother-in-law and my sister. I can speak for us specifically um, of v- being very, very diligent in this throughout the years. This is definitely a culture that we have, we have cultivated in our, our homes just at the leading of the Lord of realizing, hang on, this is not fun what I'm dealing with. But I don't want my children to have to deal with this or their children to have to deal with this or so on and, you know, however far back. Uh, So let's deal with the discomfort. Let's address this. Let's let it get ugly Mm -hmm. um, so that God can redeem it. God can 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 sever this at us, you know, so. That's um, really good. And and in the book, I one line that I say is this is not a time for fear. This is a time for wisdom. Mm-hmm, you know, and good. God has given us tools that we can uh, use strategies for attack, you know, like in this spiritual war that we live in, we don't have to pass things down. We don't have to live in that oppression. And just to throw this little bit into for those of you who get the book, Taking the Gate, it's it does a spiritual cleanse. But then one question that I've gotten a lot is, well, how do you maintain this? Yeah, you know, and so I teach people how how to anoint their home, how to anoint their property, all this, a lot of scripture backing behind that. I found that when you know how to take the atmosphere in your home, it shifts things to a whole new level. There's peace in your home. Um, there's, a, a, can I share a really quick story? I don't know. Absolutely. No, you're good. Yeah. So I, I I shared this with a friend of mine. She had just gotten out of the hospital. I was talking to her about anointing her oil, house with oil and even doing it again. She got a lot of people in and out of her house. And for those of you who are not familiar with this practice, it's literally like applying the blood of Jesus to your home, just like the Israelites would have done when they put the blood on the doorpost to mm-hmm. keep away the angel of death, that they would come under the blood of the lamb and they were protected and safe. And so in the New Testament, we can apply the principle of using the anointing oil on the doorposts of our homes and on the windows. I teach you all how to do that in the book. And it literally provides protection from the enemy attack and oppression of the spirit. So if anyone deals with nightmares or night terrors, this is a really, really good tool. Do the spiritual awesome. cleanse and then anoint your house with oil. I found that anytime that somebody comes to me and they say, there's just so much chaos in my home. I just feel so depressed. First of all, you know, I asked them if they'd done the spiritual cleanse because that deals with a whole lot right there. And then they say, have you anointed your home with oil? And across the board, people are like, no, I've been meaning to do that. It's like, well, <laughs> let's do it. So I have this one friend who just got back from the hospital. And there was a lot of just emotion and drama and so much stuff in her home and a lot of depression and different things that were going on. So I was like, you know, I think you need to anoint your home with oil. So she's sitting there in her chair. She can't even really move very well. She tells her husband, you know, I think you need to anoint the front door and pray over it with a little bit of oil. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. We've done that. It doesn't work before. And she's like, no, no, no. I, I really feel like this time, like this is the Lord. we need to do this. 
So he gets up to the front door and he starts praying out loud. He's like, God, you never listened to my prayers. <laughs> and he's just like, you're just, you know, and then five, but then something shifts and he says, and I take authority over the spirit of depression in this home and I command it to leave in Jesus' name. And he starts praying and prophesying over their home. So she told me, she said, Nothing happened right away, but in about two hours, the peace of God came into their home. All of the little chaos and drama and emotional stuff stopped. Yeah. They've been able to be at peace Sweet. with the peace of the Lord. And so, again, these things are not, it's not like some kind of, you know, magical potion or magical cure, but they're tools that are given to us in the New Testament yeah. and in the scriptures that work. And yeah. They're powerful. And we've been given these weapons for a reason. And anyone who knows Jesus can pick them up and use them. I love that. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's it. It's not this like magic button. Okay, we're good. Done. You know, it, it, right. it actually takes work. Yeah. It actually takes work to walk this out. But we have those tools. We have those weapons at our disposal. So let's talk about doing this together. Say a husband and a wife, for instance. With like, like, hey, let's go through this. Let's get the book. Let's go through this. How, how do you do it together and and help one another, walk one another through this process? Yeah. So ideally, if you can get the book and do it together, it'd be like, hey, we're going to do this for a day or for an afternoon um, or come to one of our retreats. We've got come, one coming up. It's not even listed on my website yet, but email me if you want to come to the cabin and book a time to do this with the group setting. Um, you can also uh, join my book launch team and there's a, there's an online zoom cleanse that you guys can do. So we'll talk, maybe we'll talk more about that in a minute, but just come back to your class, to your question. They can get the book. They can sit down and do it together. And ideally the best way is then you anoint your home together yeah. um, and you pray over and you go around your property line. And the book tells you how to do all of that backs it all up with scripture. Right. Now let's say that your spouse does not know Jesus. Well, I'm a firm believer that in like in the new Testament, Paul says that the believing wife sanctifies the unbeliever. So that means your faith is covering your home. Your faith is the one who is walking with Jesus, is walking in authority. And I believe that you can do this in um, a grace-filled way. It depends on whether your spouse is sensitive to the things of God and respectful. You know, they may just be like, hey, we'll just bless you as you do it. Um, or you may need to just I don't want to be dis rude or disrespectful, but you may have to sneak around and do it when they're not there. Yeah, covert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because what you're doing is actually helping their peace as mm -hmm. well. And and helping, it would just be like, you know, going to the doctor at some point, you know, and just getting a checkup or whatever, getting what you need. And so it's just building into the foundation of your home and this foundation of spiritual healthiness. So yeah, however you can do it. Um, do it. Yeah. And I, honestly, too, that's uh, like Julie Lopez, who was on our show on Friday, she shared about how she came to the Lord before her husband did. And so she was very like, she very diligent, like she would anoint under his pillow, you know, he, on his shoes, you know, like all this kind of stuff and like speak declarations, you know, as she was doing it. And, and, you know, he, he's now a spirit filled believer, you know, so <laughs> Um, yeah, I think God honors that stuff for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what's the difference then between like together? I see a note in here about 
personal uh, taking a personal spiritual cleanse. Obviously, you've really stressed the importance of doing it together. Is there a way, maybe if you've gone through it and there's maybe, maybe the Lord has highlighted one specific area, like, is there a way to go through that by yourself to a degree? I would love to hear the difference between together versus personal. Obviously, you recommend more together if you can do it. If you can do it with someone else and have someone else help you walk through it, ideal, but you know. Right. So the book is geared where you can do it yourself. Okay. So just take time, pray the prayers, do it, um, take a little mini spiritual retreat with you and Jesus, you know, and, and work through the material. But you don't have to do it alone if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, if the scripture says one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000 to flight. And so there's a couple opportunities I've got. Um, right now, I've got a book launch team. So if you're interested in joining that, I think it's like just for 25 bucks, you can join the Zoom call where it's like three to four hours, uh, 25, 35. And you look on there, I think it might just be donation based. I can't remember what you put on there, but it's not very <laughs> much. So anybody can do it. It's not something that's mm -hmm. like, you know, massive. We wanted to make it so that was something that anyone could jump on and do. Um, and so you can actually join that bump on the Zoom call. I want to say it's September 9th, I believe, but check the webpage, RebeccaFriedLetter.com. Um, and it's it all, it's all in there. And you can do it within a Zoom call. And we pray over these. Mm -hmm. We pray over everyone who signs up by name. My prayer team and I are believing the Lord with you for breakthrough. And so you'll get the, the spiritual cleanse, but you'll also get all the prayer support that comes in, you know, strength in numbers kind of idea. And then we also get, we pray and we get words of knowledge as we're doing this. So there's anointing there that you can feel free to grab from and, and just know that you're not alone as you're going through it. Yeah. So good. So good. Well, uh, Rebecca, this was super good. And I, hopefully this wet, wets the appetite of people to go and get this handbook for themselves. Um, take, taking the gate. Uh, so a link is in the description. I'm going to buy it. Cause I want to go through it with my wife. I think that'd be a really, really great thing. We've been going through a lot, a lot of stuff going on and we're like, man, so I've been, I've been really just talking to the Lord about this specific thing. So this will be a perfect, perfect resource for us. So, um, really quick. I said, we would talk about Alaska cause you've been in Alaska. We have a couple yeah. more pictures. So Michael, bring it back down to number numero uno. Bussies <laughs> out. Okay. So we yes. got a, <laughs> a model shot of Rebecca. Yeah, She's yeah, uh, in a travel magazine here. That's with the good camera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in front of the glacier. Right. Yeah. So but cool. we can go to the others, which were shot with my iPhone, and those are a little bit more uh, raw. And yeah. So that's from this morning, actually. We we got in this boat and went out to this gorgeous area and went paddle boarding. And, 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 you know, talk about, I, cause I know I, I told you guys, I, I'm going through this situation where there was a death of someone close to me and I'm going to have to walk through a bunch of stuff when I get home. And this was part of my reset. You know, this was that place where I could come and just be like, okay, you and me, Jesus, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to be focused and, uh, and just enjoy Like sometimes we need those places. We really you know? do. So, yeah. Yeah. And then we get another picture boom uh, that's so those of you guys who follow my stuff if you've seen my tv show the divine adventure uh, you'll know the alaska string band and they rock and those are two of the band members i've been hanging out with uh, laura and um abigail zahasky so we were on the boat together today so fun so fun and then there's 
One yeah, more. that was from that was not today. That was a couple of days ago. That's like normal weather here in Juneau. So there you go. I was like, ah, I was a little, it was a little crazy. So I was, I had to spend some of the time on my knees because the, the waves were uh-huh. kind of starting to white. So is is are those leggings or is that a wetsuit? Well, it, it's it's a wetsuit, but don't tell anyone. Okay, because <laughs> I was just like seeing you paddleboarding in that. And I'm like, it's probably cold. It was cold. It was very cold. Yeah. But fun. It was. You know, was, definitely it was, fun. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing even what, like, I was reading this um, book called Divine Rest, which is really good. Um, I, there was something I was going through at the time and realizing, like, I was really speaking to me about rest. And then I stumbled across this book by a Christian author. Um, she's also a doctor, um, but um, like metal doc- medical doctor. And um mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all about different types of rest. And there's this great questionnaire in the back of figuring out what type of rest you needed. And I realized I do so much with technology um, on the daily. Uh, even a lot of my hobbies involve technology. Um, and I realized that I was so deprived of rest in nature. And That's so right. I just started going on walks. Uh, and it was amazing what that did. Um, of just going out into nature, um, smelling the smelling nature, hearing it. And, and also was very, very much. I love music. I love all that. And I was very much instructed by the Lord, no headphones, no nothing, just mm-hmm. you out in nature with me. Um, and it was amazing what that did. Um, so yeah. 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 And Alaska here, there's bald eagles everywhere. So I can literally walk on the beach outside this window in front of me and see bald eagles no way. today. So, so cool. I, I mean, you know, I love the prophetic. So uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with the eagles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hang out with the prophets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Very prophetic. Very yeah. Very cool. All right. So Rebecca, I would love for you to love for you to pray, pray for people um, and just kind of close out this fantastic discussion. Mm, yeah. Oh, Holy Spirit. Thank mm. you for stirring up stuff within us. God, I just pray for anyone right now <laughs> who, who sensed you tugging on their heart. Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit, sometimes I think you like to play tag with us. Like you touch us and you say, tag, you're it. It's go time. Are you going to run with this? Mm. And so Holy Spirit, I just pray for every person that you're prompting right now, that to dig a little deeper, to do the spiritual cleanse, to take a chance on meeting Jesus in this place, Father, that they will move forward. And I just see right now that some of you have been called to lead movements. You've been called um, to, to have ministries and touch lives and touch nations. And God is calling you right now to uh, step up in some of these things, to level up, because it's part of your growth process to thrive meaning that you're going to help other people free, get free. And so Father God, I thank you um, that I can have the opportunity to offer this tool to help people level up and come to the next level, Father, of their identity, of their freedom, and just put keys in their hand. And so God, I just thank you right now, even Father, you're you're whispering in someone's ear right now um, about some decisions they need to make and some choices they need to make as well. And I pray for courage and bravery that you would just put your grace on each person to embrace the process because there is a reward and freedom 
kingdom and so much kingdom fruit on the other side when we embrace the process yeah. of getting more clean with you and free. So I just thank you and praise you. It's all through Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's all available through him. And we just say more, Lord, more, yeah. Lord, more, Lord, yeah. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mm, amen. All right. So uh rebecca how can people follow you obviously we got rebeccafreelander.com that's a major hub mm-hmm, yeah. social media all that good stuff yeah absolutely and join in the uh email list the email tribe i send out a devotional every week and these are all things that are just it's what's out of my heart you know this almost like a journal entry for you guys you know who mm-hmm. sign up for for the weekly e-devotional so that's really a good way and then you can stay connected to all the spiritual retreats we have here too all all the the core information and tools and resources that comes out so so just go to rebeccafreeloader.com look for the e-devotional you can sign up there you can also find um link for the book launch team so if you want to do that online group that's available that we're putting together um uh for a discount price we probably won't do it for this easy access again because we're just launching this we want to yeah. get it available to as many of you guys as you can as we can so yeah. um just go to rebeccafreedlender.com it's right there on the home page book launch um uh, for um the for this particular book and you'll just see the picture and all of that right there you can just click on it it's super easy super easy if you super just easy. want the book you don't want any of the other frills um just pull it up on amazon anywhere yeah. in the world taking the gate rebecca Friedlander. Yeah. So in the stuff we talked about section in the description, guys, we made it super easy for you. Uh, Right at the top, right under stuff we talked about, it says, get taking the gate here. Boom. A link. You can also watch the companion. It's called uh, Spiritual Warfare 101. You can watch the trailer right under that link to buy taking the gate. Boom. Super easy. Also, Rebecca mentioned taking a spiritual retreat with Jesus and doing this personally if you if you have to. Um, I got a great idea. Rebecca has a prayer cabin. What? Yeah. There is a link to that prayer cabin. You can book a stay at the prayer cabin. You can also book time for her team to minister, pray with you, all that good stuff. I mean, come on. So if you're in the Texas area or around a state around there, or you're from way out of state and you want to fly in, you can do that too. Um, but that's an option for you guys as well. I always like to plug that because man, getaways, so important. Mm, important. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll just throw this out there too. If anybody wants to come, we actually have a two day retreat coming up. Um, I haven't released super publicly, but I'll share it with you guys because I know your audience is awesome. Um, but it's the first weekend in September where we're going to actually do the retreat, um, do a retreat at the cabin and go through the cleanse with a small group and have some pretty rocking guests as well. Sweet email me about that through my website if you're interested very cool well rebecca thank you so much this was so good oh my pleasure okay all right so everybody it's monday which means tomorrow's tuesday so tomorrow we've got eric skeldon back we're gonna be talking about how god uses creativity as you guys know he is spearheading a major launch of a uh kind of a fantasy uh tv series slash movie series if i'm not mistaken um you know he's partnered with jonathan reese davies uh sala from indiana jones gimli the dwarf from lord of the rings all that good stuff we're gonna be talking all about that again in more detail so that's at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time we love you guys and we'll see you then okay bye this has been elijah fire thanks for listening 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.